can stand so that you can be noticed. Okay. Um, another thing, uh, usually at 10 a.m., we have our prayers uh, where we dedicate the service uh, before God. And usually it's for the volunteers. So if, even if you pray, you can uh, come and pray together. And uh, even as we dedicate the service to God. Now, uh, without further ado, I would like to now welcome Pastor Katie. Um, ICC is about connecting people to God and to each other, challenging believers to Christ-likeness as we change the world. Um, I want us to exercise that even as we begin, um, because what I'm about to share is actually pegged to that. Um, but let's start off with a word of prayer. Mighty and everlasting Father, how grateful, how loving, how wonderful, how caring, merciful you are to us. And Father, we thank you for you've given us life that we can come to just spend time with you and hear what you have for us because we believe your word is like a fuel to a car that will take it so far, O King of glory. So Father, we've come to you knowing that you have something in store for us, O God that we will experience transformation. So we commit this entire um, session to your mighty hand. Holy Spirit, may you have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are doing the series, My Vote, and uh, I want us to have a small discussion and uh, we can be in like groups of three, groups of four, or even two people because we are about connecting challenging and and changing i want to ask you these questions there are four and we're going to spend like three minutes five minutes i want us to interact sour um, and the first one is who is a leader who is a leader um, i think the media team will also nini the other question is are leaders born or are they made are leaders born or are they made? What does it mean to be sold as leaders? What does it mean to be sold and light? And then the last one is, what does it mean to lose saltiness? Tuneza tuka get into groups. So let's, let's just discuss, let's interact. I'm giving us three minutes. Maswali ziko hapo. Hakuna chamuwa Kenya. The first question is who is a leader? Are leaders born or are they made? What does it mean to be salt and light? 
as leaders and what does it mean to lose saltiness? Ah, nice. I like the interactions. Twendele, twendele. We have two minutes, 15 seconds. Two minutes left. One minute, 40 seconds. Twendele, twendele, tu. One minute left. Stoppage time. <laughs> okay. okay, let's start winding up. Let's start winding up. Awesome. I, I want to hear... Make sure you kidogo sawa. Ten seconds. Wow, awesome. Um I will want to hear some of your responses. Naniako willing? Anyone willing? Please come. Praise God. I'm Rehema Nyambula, born again. I love the Lord. I had the great team here. Thank you. And uh, we, 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 according to us, about who a leader is, uh, we said we defined a leader as a person who chosen by God and ready to serve according to what the Lord wants him to serve. And uh, about whether a, a leader is born or made, we agreed that 
both are answered. That is, a, a leader can be born and made at the same time. That is, when you're a leader, you can be a leader, yes, you can be chosen to be a leader, but if you don't exercise yourself in the leadership, you'll end up failing, right? So yes, you can have the qualities of a leader, but if you don't practice on them, if you don't work on them, you'll end up being a bad leader. And that's not leadership according to what God wants us to lead like. Then saltness and being light as a leader, as you all know, the work of salt, it doesn't have to be too much salt. It doesn't have to be too much salt. Uh, when you're, you're making your meal, too much salt is bad, and a little uh, light uh, salt is still not good. So for you to balance your meal to be delicious, you have to uh, be careful on how the amount of salt you're going to put, just the same as a leader. You don't have to be too perfect. You have to get to a point where you'll be corrected, right? And then being a light, you just have to lead by being an example. You can say you're a Christian, you're born again, you love God, and then you're doing as those who are outside the church do, right? So you have to act like an example. Uh, what does it mean to lose saltness? You lose saltness where salt can go bad, right? You know that. I know you don't believe, but salt gets bad, whereby salt is not useful anymore. So you, you get, you rot. So when you lose saltiness, you, you say that, yes, you're a leader, but people don't believe in your leadership. God doesn't work with you anymore. God doesn't listen to your prayers. Why? You've lost the glory, the grace that he carries. He used to give it to you. So that's your saltiness gone. Thank you. You're blessed. Wow. Any other person, one last response. Hey, Jerry, you mean you Come, come, let's clap for him. Come, come. Hey, I'm a kujana majiake. Imagine. Good morning, everyone. Praise God. So uh, the first question was, who is a leader? So according to us, <laughs> a leader is someone who has been gifted. And so if you have influence in your area of gifting, then you are a leader. According to 1 Peter 4.10, Yeah, where it says that use the grace that you have been given by God to serve others around you, right? Uh, a leader's born or made? Uh, our answers were both. They are both born and made. Referring to First Peter four ten again. Uh, once you have this gift in form of grace, then you can be a leader who has been born, yes? And also, leaders can also be made, whereby you nurture this gift, because you cannot be born knowing everything. There's room for learning. There's room for learning, yeah? So leaders are both born and made. Uh, what does it mean to be salt and light? Salt. According to the Bible, <laughs> anyway, 
uh, we know the salt, what salt is, and some of the uses of salt. So salt can be used in making of meals, yes? And so it can be used to add flavor, and as a Christian, with the values that you hold, uh, the influence that you have on those around you uh, can also be depicted as you being the salt. Also, salt has another use. Uh, for example, when you're using, let's use the analogy of snow, and or let's say fish, and you put salt on it to remove these juices and fluids and all those. So, yeah. Salt can also be used to remove these unwanted substances. And so, basically what I'm saying is to be salt uh, is to add value and also to remove the unwanted. And to be light, without light in this room, obviously you would not see me, so <laughs> you understand what light means. To, to be able to show others, to be able to uh, to give others some sense of direction, yeah? So what does it mean to lose saltiness? It means that whatever you had that was deposited in you has lost its meaning, has lost its value. So basically, you're not adding any value and you're not removing the unwanted. So according to First uh, Peter 4.10, anyway, that's it from me and my team. Thank you. The title of this sermon is Salt and Light. And I want to build on to what the rest have said and as we've interacted. <laughs> a leader is a person with a God-given capacity and a responsibility to lead a specific group of people towards achieving God's plans and purposes for that group. And as you grow as a leader, as long as you're gifted, and I believe that everyone is gifted in this place, as long as Rehema can do something that Jerry cannot do, that Kevin cannot do, or Mike cannot do, you become a leader in that area of gifting. That's why you end up being a person of influence. And as you become a person of influence, something that is interesting, the late Miles Mundro said that nothing happens without leadership. Nothing progresses or is established without leadership. Nothing grows without leadership. Nothing changes, develops, or improves without leadership. Nothing is corrected or advances without leadership. And nothing succeeds without leadership. So I want us to know that even though you're gifted, there's something that has to work in you. And God has called us to be at a place whereby as leaders, we have to develop daily. Leadership is a verb, meaning that we have to keep on growing daily as we have a relationship with the giftings that we have. Look at people like Nelson Mandela. Look at the great people like Henry Ford who came up with the Ford car. As in he was gifted in terms of being a thinker that he came up with the Ford car. 
look at Nelson Mandela. I, I, I think he was a, a, a lawyer before he entered into this political field and ending up as in succeeding, ending up being the first black president. Look at other people that have been great because they were given the responsibility and responsibility comes from the word response. You respond to the things that are happening in, in the city. You respond to the things that are happening in your family. You respond to the things that are happening in your school. You respond to the things that are happening in your organization because God has gifted you. It makes you to be accountable. I want us to turn to the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. And then we are going to look at um, Luke chapter 14, verse 34 and 35. And I'm going to teach for a moment. Leadership is responsibility. You influence. I remember there's a time I had gone to Aga Khan High School and the first session I had with them there were around a hundred people from different backgrounds, Muslims, um, Hindus, and Christians, and all these other people. And I remember asking a question, how many of you believe that you are a leader? And I think the class prefects only raised their hands. And I remember sharing what I've shared. And at the end, around 96% raised their hand because many of us think that leaders are born. Many of us think that leaders are only born. That means if you're not born a leader, you don't become a leader. Some of us think that leaders are made. Una find kuna wase wakona biceps and joseps and triceps. Aondo wase wenye wameunga yani mpaka hawezi vangozi miraruka. Anyway, and do not think those are the people that can only be leaders. As in, we see the people that are good at maths. Manzemi nilikuwa na suck at maths. Nilikuwa na funga mlango. Kama ujashika iyo, forget about it. And, and I, I, I remember, I used to think that leaders are only the people that are excelling at maths. But I remember one day I sat under someone and this person told me that there is the spirit of leadership in you. There's the spirit of leadership in each and every person. I know that we cannot all be good at maths. We cannot all be presidents and all these other things. But there's something like I had said that God has deposited something in you and he has gifted you. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Let's go to Luke chapter 14 so that I explain something. Luke chapter 14 verse 34 to 35. Luke says, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Something that is interesting about Matthew 
Matthew does not give us a clear picture of the use of salt. But he just says that you are the salt of the earth. And Matthew at that time was addressing to the Jewish people. But I want us to go to Luke and what Luke was saying. Luke was a Gentile and he was addressing to a people that he was trying to paint a picture that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. And Luke is one of the most biographical books when it comes to the story of Jesus. So when Luke is saying that salt is good, he's building up from what Matthew did not actually say. Because Matthew is saying, you are salt of the earth. And when he spoke about that, I think it, 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 it leaves us to have an open mind in terms of looking at the things that we can say salt is important for. And one of the things, like what Rehema said, you know, when we speak about salt nowadays, we will speak about salt from a place of culinary um, aspect. But that is not what Luke was speaking about. When we speak about salt of the earth, and Luke speaks about salt of the soil, what does salt of the soil mean? The word soil and earth is actually, they are closely related. But Luke paints two aspects when it comes to salt. And the first aspect, salt was actually extracted from the Dead Sea. Dead Sea has around 29% of salt. And from the Dead Sea, they will go with it home. And in the backyard, there were no toilets those days, like the ones that we have where you go and then you, you flush. During those days, the toilets were actually in the backyard. So you will go and do whatever you will do. And then there was a box that had salt. So you will take a handful of salt and then you will sprinkle. So salt in that manner would actually stop some things from spreading. Salt will stop some things from spreading. It was actually used as a disinfectant. Because Jesus, when Jesus was speaking during that time, Jesus was trying to use the familiar so that he would bring a, a spiritual principle. And then the second aspect, let's go to Luke chapter 14, verse 34. The second aspect, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again, verse 35? It is fit neither for the soil the one that I explained, nor for the manure, meaning that salt was also used as fertilizer. Salt was also used as manure. And another thing about salt is they would also spread salt. And salt would actually be used when it came to the growth of plants. 
So salt has two aspects, not the culinary thing that we think about, but one as a not as a preservative, but one as a detergent, which means that it hinders some things from spreading. It hinders some things from actually going and, and, and making an influence in, influence in a negative way. And the other aspect is that it encourages or promotes plants to grow or things to actually thrive. And this is what Jesus was trying to say, us as leaders, you as a leader, are you someone who is either inhibiting things from spreading or are you actually encouraging things from growing? And you see, salt does not change an environment by what it says, but by what it is. And you just need a certain proportion of soil, of salt. So when Jesus was saying salt of the earth, I believe that each and every one of us in this place is a leader. Are you salt in a manner that you have to be in an environment whereby you are either inhibiting some things from happening or you are allowing some things, some good things to happen? Is it making sense? And this is not just by speaking, just by you being there, just by you being present in an environment. That's why if you find salt in a salt shaker, it's of no use. It's of no use until it goes to an environment whereby it has to stop. It has to stop the things that are happening, especially the bad things. And we have been called as leaders to actually stop the things that are happening in the world today because leadership comes from a place of responsibility. Are you responding as salt in the places that God has planted you? You know, sometimes one of the things I have as, as an issue amongst us Christians is, yes, there are times that we just want to be among Christians, but if all of us are salt, are we of importance? That's why we have to look at it from a perspective like what Jesus is saying. We have to be in an environment that we are influencing. We have to be out there in school. We have to be in, in church also. I'm not saying that it's wrong for us to come together as believers, but the effectiveness of the salt, the effectiveness of you being able to influence and, and to stop some things from happening is by you being out there. And it's in equal amount of proportion, like I said, a handful. I remember in uh, 2014, but I'm somewhere with the promises of God. Um, and we used to, I, I mean, I penda ball, by the way. I penda ball, sana. Missy fanatic, but I penda ball. And I remember when we used to stay in Nairobi West, I used to go um, together with two of my friends. I'm born again. Born again, going to heaven, and all those things. And we used to go watch a football match kwa club. Jose, una relate? Anyway, uzuri saitu reza tuka stream. And me going to the club to watch football, I, I was always going with two of my friends and they are not born again. So I remember one day tumetoka kuona game and team yangu ili win. 
And now we are going back. And as we were walking back, one of my friends said, Manze Twende is strip club. But he boy flakas, ah, to a pastor, but where's the end? That's your story. And that's how it ended. And I'm looking back at it now, I'm seeing that actually I am being sold. Because I didn't even speak just by being there. And this is one of the questions that I'm asking you. Are you a person that is inhibiting the things that are happening? Vitu kama za snakes na karibuni seme scorpions. Enye am too biblical. Snakes and weed. As in, wendo na promote as in vitu kama hizo. As in, tunajuezi vitu si godly, tunajua. In fact, I, I, I went to Citizen and, and thought about this man posting those things, and they say that like 99% of those things are inaccurate. Iko kwa Citizen, iko outside there. But as Christians, are you the people that you're stopping? Na follow up up TikTok na Instagram. Na naona manze, naona. That's why people even though they don't like you, they respect you because what you post and you being there, as in it just influences them. And God has given us this opportunity. God has given us this responsibility to be, to be sold amongst people. The question now is, how does salt lose its saltiness? I had mentioned about proportion. And the thing is, salt was collected from Azinuko, Kwamchanga, and ETC. So what used to happen if there is the, the, the outside environment, if, if the sun is more than the soil, salt, the salt gets swallowed up. In fact, the, the, the Jesus, when Jesus was saying that, he was saying that it's as good as being thrown out and it's being trampled upon. When there's too much of the world in you, Alma, you, are, you are in a place that the world around you is revolving around all those things and, and you're not being salt in terms of inhibiting or stopping some things from happening and you allow the world to get into you, this is where now you stop being effective. You start losing your saltiness. And like I shared, we've been born in a world of the social media. And we've allowed the social media as Christians, as in the world, to actually swallow us. Social media is not evil, but the use of it. We've allowed how comes it difficult to time your kusoma vitu za God manzendo usingizi na kam? Iki kam tu kuingia maybe social media ma video zenye ni za izo zenye unajua izo zenye ziko kwa maindi yako izo ndo sasa zinashika zinashika ka jeans tight ile baka unatoa na sabuni unajua hiyo jeans you see as in we have to get to a place that we hinder, we stop, we don't allow 
too much of the world because hapo ni kama unamezona dunia losing its saltiness let me explain about light like what jerry said imagine sai let's say it's night and then we turn all the lights off for black people like me to take a shortcut amatonikana but the thing is light affects the environment that it is in what jesus actually meant now in matthew chapter 5 when you are the light of the world the light of the people that are outside there what he means is that it is to put ourselves in public view unacheki vile wasi wanaongea about natumia na tatu kutumia story of snakes tukiongea wasi wakiongea about story of snakes you are also in public view so that you know how to counter what they are saying with actually the word of god Unajua kitu yenye inafanya evil in a thrive actually is because the righteous people are doing nothing. And most of the times we say that we are praying. Yes, praying alone is not enough. But we also have to be at a place when the enemy raises a standard, we also raise a standard. When they have a voice, we also have a voice. When they come up with something, we also counter with something and this is where we put ourselves in public view because hiding is of no use Jesus himself did not say when it came to salt he did not say i am the salt he said you and when it comes to light he spoke in the book of john that i am the light of the world and he was not going to be the light of the world until the time that he he actually died he was light of the world until he actually died but he actually spoke beforehand and he said you people are going to be the light so my light the light of jesus is actually going to shine through you who are his people and there's no use for you to to kukauko chini but you have to come out in the public you have to speak You have to speak against the things that the enemy is saying. That's by being light. And Christians have to be seen as having a higher standard of moral living. Christians have to be seen as having a higher standard of living in moral ways. Being light. And people should see how you live. And that's why the Bible says when they see you they will glorify the Father in heaven there's something that happens with light there's something that happens with light I remember your son there's a time we went to the sound room and and everything was dark the sound room in the main church and I took a torch and then I lit it and then I turned it off and I re- and I asked him as in what's the difference he says when there's light I can actually see when there's no light as in I can't see and i gave him the principle and i told him that you see what light does it shines in the dark places it shines in the dark places and that's how we are supposed to be as believers that's how we are supposed to be not by us even speaking yes speaking is part of it but just us being there because they know they know and they will see that there's a supernatural thing happening here and they will start praising god imagine just by being light 
they acknowledge that there is a God. Um, let me not give that. Now that we know we are leaders, we know that we can lose saltiness, we know that all these things, we are heading to the elections. But even I want us to look at us. I want us to look at us. When it comes to, um, it's August 9th. Yes, when it comes to August 9th, I want to ask us, Let me look at it from the other side. When we have become, as in, we, we have lost the saltiness. There are three types of leaders that we are going to pick. And the first type of leader is the leader we want. Is the leader we want. I know at the back of our minds we all want this person. But what does the Bible say when it comes to the leader we want? When you go to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 8, the children of Israel had actually seen the way the Philistines were, 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 were living their lives. They, they, were, they were organized and they had weapons and all these things and the children of Israel didn't have weapons. So they used to take their tools by the way to be sharpened by the Philistines. And then it got to a place that they said, we want a, a leader who will come and rule over us. And God told Samuel to go and tell the children of Israel, you want a leader, this leader is going to take your land, this leader is going to take your men, he's going to take your women, he's going to take your possessions because he has to have all this so that he can be able to execute. But the people still said, we want a leader. They had forsaken that there was a God who was actually their leader. They had forsaken the invisible king who was present with them. They had forsaken the invisible king who was there whenever they were in, in, in Egypt. They had forsaken when they had been provided, provided with light. They had forsaken and they had forgotten the things that the invisible king had done for them. And they said, give us a king in Saul. And you see the effects of the leader that we want come. There are many, many effects. And the second thing is the leader that we deserve. And the leader that we deserve comes as a result of maybe we have seen in the political field, as in this man has been there, this man has done this, this man has always um, fought, this man has always done this and this and this and this. And we think that this person is the one that deserves to be king or the leader. The third one is the leader after God's own heart. And this comes from the place that you yourself, you are a person of influence. You are promoting some of the things of God to, not some of the things, but the things of God to actually thrive. You are being sold and you're being put there in public so that the lost people will actually see. The leader 
that is after God's own heart, is someone who is after the agenda of God, is someone who whenever they, they make mistakes, they run back to God. The leader who is after God's own heart is someone who is not perfect, but is someone who is flawed and acknowledges that true leadership actually comes from God, that leadership comes from a place that God has given them responsibility and they are accountable to God and they know that at the end of the day, I will stand before God and this nation, I will speak of the account that I have done on behalf of this land. First Samuel chapter 12 speaks about of, 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 of a man that was after God's own heart. In fact, the leader that we want was king for 42 years, but he was fired at the second year. God fired him at the second year and everything that came afterwards was just disaster. He was arrogant, filled with arrogance. He started so well, and this is what leaders actually do, especially when they are not living for God and they don't acknowledge that God is the one who has given them the mandate and the authority and the people that he is actually leading. Saul was fired at year two. The leader after God's own heart, David, the Bible speaks about it in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23 or 12, verse 13. I have found a man after God's own heart. In other words, I have found a man after my agenda. I have found a man who is going to do things because he cares, because he has put me first, because he loves me first and most. In fact, some of the things that David did, the ark of the covenant which harbors the presence of God, it was actually lost for 70 years, for 70 years they used to go to war and they used to lose for 70 years but when David became king the first thing that he said I am going to bring back the presence because I know if righteousness and justice are the foundations of the throne of God this nation will not go to the dogs if righteousness and justice are the foundations of God I know that God is the one who will orchestrate everything God is the one who will influence the leaders in fact the Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hands of God. So us as followers, we have to seek God so that God moves the heart of the king so that he meets the agenda of the people of God. A man after God's own heart, David had his own mistakes. Many times he flopped. There are times that he actually went to war without asking the people, without asking God. David made mistakes. He slept with Bathsheba. David orchestrated someone's death. And, 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 and you know something that is interesting? The Bible says that we are salt and light. There is a part, Bathsheba, I can't remember the original name of Bathsheba, but David, his name, and Uriah means light of God. David killed Uriah and the light of God was actually extinguished in his family. That's why you see the things that actually happened afterwards. His son turned against him. There was sexual immorality going down the generations. David, before dying, a woman will be brought next to him. The leader that we want, I'll finish with this. Acts chapter 1, verse 24, after Judas had died. The disciples came together and said, 
I'm paraphrasing that since Judas is no more, we have to replace him with someone. And the Bible says, as they prayed, they say, God, you know the hearts of men. You know the hearts of people, especially the ones that we are going to vote. And they got to a time of prayer. And they prayed and prayed and prayed until they came up with Matthias. I know maybe you're thinking, I should tell you who's going to be the president. Me, I know for myself. Does he have an agenda for God? But even let me take us back. Are you being salt and light? Are you being salt? Are your conversations or your presence in the environment that you are in either inhibiting, stopping some evil things from happening or are you influencing? I want us to bow down our heads. I don't know where you are at. I don't know whether maybe you're struggling with your giftings as a leader. I don't know. But this is the time that you can actually have your moment with God and just tell him, God, I need you to help me to be salt. Because I don't want to be to lose the saltiness. I don't want to be kicked out. I don't know whether you've been light, but you've been putting your light un under the table. But this is the time that God is calling his people. We are all leaders in different aspects, and God has called us to be salt and light. Maybe you're saying, I just need prayers concerning what you've talked about. Just lift up your hand and we are going to pray. Just lift up your hand and put it down with all our heads bowed. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you, King of Glory. You don't have to be liked by you being salt and light, but the Lord says that he will be with you. It might be difficult to be salt and light out there, but the Lord is telling you, just be that which I've called you to be. And maybe you're here and you're saying, I want to have a relationship with this Jesus. Just lift up your hand, and we are going to pray together as we come to the end. You're saying, I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus as messed up as I am as lost and confused as I am. Just lift up your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift it so that I can see. Just lift it, lift it. You don't have to fear anyone. Just lift it so that I can see. 
Thank you, Lord, for that hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Still with our heads bowed, just say this prayer for the one that you're giving your life to Jesus. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you can take me as messed up as I am. Today, I say that I am a new creature. The old is gone and the new has come. So thank me, thank you, Lord, for having me in Jesus' name. Still with our heads bowed, Father, I commit us to your mighty hand, O God. Father, may your word disturb us each and every day, O God. May we go out there being salt and being light, O God. Being the leaders that you have called us. Because one day we will stand before you and we will give an account of what we've done. I pray for the ones that don't know their gifting, O God. I pray that King of Glory that they will continually immerse themselves in you so that they will be able to see that, God, you have a great plan for them. So I thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'd like to call Pastor Tony to just come and finish off. Asante Nisana. Thank you so much, Pastor KT. That's a good word for us to remember. You know, if there's one thing we will do during this election period is to point fingers. But as you point one finger, remember how many are pointing back at you? Four of them. So are you being the person that you are holding these leaders to become and wanting them to be? Are you becoming that person? Because in a few years' time, some of you will want to be MCAs and MPs, and you want to be in places of leadership, you'll be vying for seats, but let it start here and now by you being salt and light, so that when your time comes to stand, I can confidently vote for Kevin, because I know he has grown in ICC Imara, and I can confidently vote for him because I know he, that he has been embracing the values of Christianity. Amen? So I hope that this series has been a blessing for you. We started with us being reminded that we are citizens of heaven, and I thank Fred Baraza for taking us through that. And then Alex talked to us about government and our relationship with government, talked to us about the kind of leader that God looks for, and we finished off by pointing back at ourselves because the people we will choose will be a reflection of who we are. So I pray you will join us online for the prayer that we'll be having for, for the country uh, as we pray for ourselves, that God will open our eyes to see whom he has designated as the president of this nation. And wherever you are, speak peace and act like salt and light in that community that you've been called into. Amen? Amen? How many of you will vote? That's the million dollar question. How many of you will vote? Confidently, put up your hand. <coughs> Great. Those who are not voting, is it because you don't have an ID? Or you don't have a voter's card? You didn't register? But anyway, as you go to vote, I pray that God will give you wisdom. 
if you're not voting, you can go down on your knees and pray. Let me tell you, the things that will happen in this nation will influence you whether you like it or not. You can put, bury your head in the sand and say it won't affect me, it will affect you. It will affect your education, it will affect how you get jobs and all these things. The leaders are going to put policies that will affect you whether you like it or not. So you must get interested. You must. It is for the future of this nation. And that's why as a church we are saying we are about God's love impacting generations. And that's why we bring this sermon series so that we can be able to speak and influence the things that we want to see in the future. Are there any announcements or I can just close? All right. Great. So let's stand and... Uh, Get to someone, uh, someone that you don't know, get to find out their name before, before you leave, if you don't know someone, and then I want you to share the words of the grace. So specifically go to somebody you don't know. Be very specific. Somebody you don't know. Find out their name. Find out their name. Okay, after you found, you're standing alone. No one should stand alone. Have you found out their names? Now let's share the words of the grace. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now.